Pushing Back Chaos with Mel and Mike and Raph. Welcome back to another episode of Pushing Back Chaos with uh, Michael, Minnie, Mel and McFadden and um, uh, Tia Raph and Mike. Wow. Listen That's to that. that chip off the old block. Can I be honest? It's a thousand times better than Melon. Like, it is. It totally yeah, is. Like whenever I hear Melon say it, I get immediately in, like instinctively just irritable. Like I just get pissed. But that was kind of soothing. That's a good job, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. So for the listeners, in case uh, you can't tell, uh, we are sans melon this this episode, at least at the beginning for now, unless something happens drastically where he has to jump in and uh, we'll call it intervening. But uh, our special guest this week is, as you heard, Michael Mini Melon McFadden. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you so much. Long time listener, first time on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and not because he wanted to listen. His parents would force him, so I feel kind of bad for the kid. Yeah, it was, it was super short notice. Last night, Dad just came in and was like, oh, you want to wanna come on? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, good. Your, yeah, sure. Your answer should have been, yeah, good. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. So this week we're gonna uh interview michael we came up with a few questions the last few days and we always talk about adult problems and kind of middle age problems or more than middle age you know raf and melon are in their 40s so uh taking it down quite a few generations here decades i should say really uh, we're, we're going to talk to michael about some uh some topics that i think are we think are very relevant and it's all it's always good to hear the perspective of, you know, a, a young man growing up in today's world. And maybe, uh, maybe Michael's going to teach us some things uh, today uh, with some of these questions. We're looking forward to it. And if he doesn't, then uh, you're still better off than your dad. <laughs> no one would be. So, uh, yeah, no, but I think, I think Mike, I think you're spot on. I think uh, there's some relevancy here talking to a young mini melon um, because I think, uh, you know, like you said, with us being middle-aged, Melon and I, well, there's a lot of issues, right? But we we both know that hair is not one of them. So <laughs> I just figured like that was really important. I wanted to really accentuate, I just really wanted to accentuate that. Yeah. All right, let's move on. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, we're done. Let's get to Michael. All right. All right, Michael. <laughs> So we're going to kick off the first question here, something real simple, all right? So after two long years of being one of our top fans, probably one of our only fans, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think about this podcast with me, Raph, and your dad and what we're doing? I think I, I think it's really, really cool. Like it's um, – I like all the topics that, to- that you guys talk about because I, I find it cool that – one day I could come back to this and it would be like, it it could be learning for me, like something that I don't get now as much as I will when I'm older. And so I, for me being able to come back to this when I was a little kid and I didn't get a lot, a lot of what you guys are talking about, I can come back to it and I'll understand a lot more and it'll actually, it'll help me grow this podcast. Like it has for a lot of other people. 
So right now it's not as much of an influence to me as, as the target audience, which is, you know, like people in their, um, in their thirties and whatnot. So when I come back to it at that age, then I can learn a lot more from it, which, which I think is really cool because this will be here forever. It's, it's on, it's on the internet now and it'll be here forever. So. Wow. That that's pretty profound. I thought you were just going to say that you were hoping Mike wouldn't be on the show. <laughs> like I thought you were going to say, yeah, I, now that the show is put together, I really wish you hadn't invited Mike. And I was going to agree with you, but I wasn't expecting that such a profound answer from a young man. Yeah, wow. Cheser, she's really done a great job. Michael, you know, one of the best parts of this show, now that you're behind the scenes, is that we can edit out whoever we want. Yeah. And someone's really taking the cheese right now. Or take, or should I say, taking the taco. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So good question to start off about the podcast. And you, you, you've been with us the whole time, kind of, you know, behind your dad there, Michael. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how old you are, and kind of uh, what, you, what you appreciate most in your life? Um, so... I'm Michael. I'm 13. I'm going turning 14 in November this year. And um, I go to a school in Saudi Arabia, the American school. Um, And I play rugby. I uh, play video games with my friends. We go to the pool. Um, What I appreciate most probably having the like because of dad and living here the flexibility to see family and fly and like visit countries and stuff being able to like to see friends and family that we don't usually get to see a lot and then also like visiting you in America stuff like that being able to like see see our friends from like across the world that's true. That's uh, that's actually kind of cool. Something that the McFans have been really good about is getting uh, their kiddos' passports with tons of stamps, lots of visas, lots of uh, lots of stamps. Man, you guys are definitely world travelers. I've always thought that was kind of cool. Something your parents have clearly bestowed on you guys, and I think you it sounds like you're super appreciative of it, which is awesome. Yeah, it's a unique perspective. So family, appreciative of your ability to travel and see the world and kind of see how everybody else lives? Yeah, I I think it's the being able to, like we saw, um, what's it, we we, were able to see our friends uh, that we, like we've seen um, family in America and stuff like that when we, we don't usually get to see them like we've seen them before and then we can go and visit them again in America and stuff like that. So it's like the seeing friends and family, that's like the best part of the traveling, which is why I'm like happy about that. Family is a pretty big priority for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. It's good. All right. uh, Next question. Some of these may or may not have been submitted by family members. Just just to toss it out there, Michael, I'm trying to be on your side. So remember, uh, when Raph talks bad about me, I'm on your side. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So next question. 
Lots of people worry about being online too much. Some worry, especially about kids spending too much time on the internet. Do you think you spend too much time online? And how do you balance time online versus real life, such as school, friends, uh, going out and hanging out with uh, family, or just having fun time? Um, so uh, usually I, I'll, I'll play like video games and I'll, I'll like watch YouTube and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of times when I'm playing video games, it's like with friends, um, some, some friends that aren't on the compound anymore, uh, like people that have, that have gone away to like England, some to like South Africa, stuff like that. Uh, some of, so some of that gaming will be like to connect with people that I can't anymore. But then as for the mates that I have on the compound, we'll go to the pool probably, I reckon every day, sometimes not every day. Um, but usually we'll go to the pool. Um, also like routine helps a lot to like get out on Sundays. We have touch rugby. We go to the gym like every, every other day, I think. And then um, that just helps to get out into the world and not be like just stuck in my room. But sometimes I'll, I'll just be with friends like the whole day, just online. It's, it's nice to hear that you're not sitting on the couch with donuts like your dad being, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All day just eating pistachios just the whole time wearing shorts where yeah, wearing uh, shorts. clearly the, the, there's not enough material in the shorts mm-hmm. they just like <laughs> all right that's good michael that's good it, it sounds like you have an understanding about the importance of balance with your time mm-hmm. even even as a young man and what it means to you yeah it's good. But, Michael, do you understand the, the threat that adults are talking about when it comes to uh, the amount of time that, you know, I'd say your demographic is spending online? Do you, like, yeah. do you understand wh- why we're worried about that? Yeah, I get it. I get it. The whole, what's it, the old, like, making attention span shorter and stuff like that. And um, what's it, the addictiveness and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely, man. That, that and it, it, it um, you know, and I'm not, trust me, I'm not preaching to you because I, I have the same struggles. And I mean, mm-hmm. Mike, everybody, right? Like we have this phone and becomes this leash and it just takes away from our like, like reality. But more importantly, at your age, especially for you kids, now is the time where you grow and you learn your, your, your communication, you learn how to interact, you learn to look somebody in the eye when you talk to them, you learn to, you know, square your shoulders off with someone that you're genuinely interested in. This is the time that you're learning that. But if you're watching it through, through a phone or watching it through an iPad and you're communicating, you're not having the same visual and communication cues, right? And you're not developing the way, because those are natural skills that you're going to need later on in life. I mean, you're going to need them now. Clearly you're using them now, but I'm saying that's our biggest concern as, as men that are, you know, a couple of generations ahead of you is we want you to garner those skills so that you can be successful in life and you can look people in the eye and shake their hand and, and know what's appropriate in the room physically. Right. Cause not everything's in the digital world. That that's our concern. And not, but it's, 
it's not because we <laughs> it's not because we're a bunch of boomers that just hate video games that yeah. i don't hate video games i just um but that's the that's the peril right that we see that we are afraid you guys might not see mm. michael that do you know sense? how in the year 2000 do you know what the average attention span was how long no i have no idea take a guess I don't know, like, what, like, like five, six hours, something like that. No, I think two and a half minutes. Eighteen oh. seconds. You're kidding. The average attention span in the year two thousand was eighteen seconds. What do you think two thousand ten was? Two and a half minutes. Eighteen seconds. Twelve seconds. It was twelve seconds. In the year in the year twenty twenty, what do you think the average attention span was? Like five, five seconds, 10 seconds. Close. Eight seconds. Eight seconds. So right now, because of the technology and being on the phone and being distraction, like all these different things, everybody has eight seconds to be captured by a conversation, a video or something before they're ready to move on. That's how fast we take information in and are ready to spit it out and go on to the next. Do you think that's mm. good? No, I think that's like a bit worrying, honestly. Like not, yeah, not being able to, all from just technology growing and stuff like that. So you can, see the, you can see the trend going down in time, right? Where do you think we'll be in 2050? Ooh. 2050? Yeah. Uh, I hope it gets better. I, I just, I hope it gets better. I'd hate to be a doomsdayer. But with Elon Musk pushing Neuralink and technology, I, I mean, they're literally talking about implanting chips, like the ability of implanting chips in the next three to five years so that you can communicate with your telephone just through mental thoughts. That's the direction technology is going. Yeah. I, I personally will not go that route. I've, yeah. <laughs> I will not just, use it because the, I read the chip promotes hair loss. So I, I can't, I can't do it. Deal breaker. Yeah, I can't. Well, I, I won't do it because that means they're going to be able to track my thoughts, and uh, you don't want to, you don't want to know what's going on in these. You, you just, it's a dark place. Oh my god! Yeah. Moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> All right, Michael. Next question. All right. Can you share with us a lesson you have learned that has made a big difference in your life? Something that pops out to you that is just a huge lesson that you're like, wow, like I will never forget that. Mm -hmm. We can always come back to it too. I mean, if you're having a hard time thinking about it. Yeah, I think so. Can we come back to that? We can circle back. Yes, we can. Yeah, we can circle back. And <laughs> yeah. If you're going to, and we can probably, I can already know what he's going to say. He's going to say that uh, Uncle Mike is a see you next Tuesday. Yeah, 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 there's no bifurcating on here, pal. All right. Well, he's done. He's done a lot of introspection, so it's it's on his notes. You're right, <laughs> Michael. You're getting some good banter on this one, man. Feel free to join in. I mean, you know all the dirt. <laughs> I do. That is. I don't know if that's taught me well because honestly, I don't know. If that's the best influence. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can decimate you. That's fine. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah good. <laughs> All right. All right. Next question. What type of role do you most want to fill when you are older? A role could be as a professional, 
uh, a position, a sport, or part of your family? A rule. Like something that you make to, like, you want to have send stones so that you live by that rule. No, like a role, like uh, like a position. A okay. Yeah, yeah, like like you, your dad's role is like being, you know, your father. You know, like yeah, that's okay. a specific role. A role, okay. Um, uh, I want, I want to, like, have the role of. I want to, I guess, be able to to have the role of a, a father, like being able to have a family that I can support, that I can take care of and stuff like that. What, why, that do you, why do you pick that? Because I think that like, that's, that's like a, a chapter of my life that I want to aim for. Having my own family, having grand, grandchildren, stuff like that like aiming for a fulfilling life, me being healthy, like living old, but also being able to, like with the father role, being able to, you know, financially um, support my family so that they don't have to worry about stuff like, oh, where are we going to, where are we going to be and stuff like that. So being able to financially as well as like emotionally all support my family, like being able to be happy all together, which is nice. I, I couldn't. <laughs> that answer, Michael, is I'm 34 years old and I would say the exact same thing of what I'm after right now. Mm. That's very impressive, man. And just for the listeners, he's being shotgunned with these questions. These were not given to him. And this is an honest conversation. So I feel you on that answer, Michael. It's very, it's very impressive, man. Thank you. All right. Um, next question for you. There's some good ones in here. So we want to make sure we cover them all. Mm -hmm. What character traits do you think you are most important to have in a friend and why? I reckon first is, um, I know like, uh, yeah. Okay. So I reckon first would be, um, like a uh, character trait. You're good, man. Take your time. Think about yeah, it. It's a, it's a, it's a big question. Well, some of the, Michael, this might help you. Think of the things that you don't like the most. Like, what are the things that offend you the most? Because usually the, the traits that you appreciate are the opposite of that, right? Okay, They'll be the yeah. converse. So if, somebody, if you okay. hate liars and you want somebody who's honest, right? Who's Okay. Yeah. yeah so I reckon first would be someone that's, um, what's it? Like someone that is... I don't know how to describe it. There's like people at my school who are like they're they're cocky and they when they're around people they're not like like when they're around certain people they act different like trying to impress crowds and stuff like that. I just want someone that that will be that will act the same around me when whenever I'm with other people people that are like 
honest, I guess, like about who they are. And so the word you're looking for is someone that's genuine. Genuine. Yeah. 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 They're always themselves in any environment and any circle of friends. Yeah. Not trying to impress people or act cool. Just yeah. Genuine. Okay. What, why is that? Why is that a big one for you? Like, how does that affect you when people are that way or are not that way with you? People that act disingenuine, like when, when I'll be with other people, if they like, I don't know how, I can't predict how they'll, how they'll act. And like, I've had situations where people will uh, say, say something around like different groups of friends it can be like really like hurtful not not expecting oh this if if someone's always mean then you'll be like oh i'll just ignore whatever they say but then if if someone that is your friend says something hurtful around other people and you just don't expect it it'll hurt a lot more like expecting them some random guy to say oh you're you're annoying or whatever they'll just you just expect them to say that and then your friend will join in and it'll be annoying and just be hurtful wow i i think there's a lot of people our age michael that still still deal with that Mm. you know and it's it's sad to think that way but I, I definitely deal with that. You know, I know your dad and, and, and Ralph do too. You know, you can talk to somebody to their face and they act one way and then they turn around and they're a completely different person. And mm. you would expect people to be able to be mature, to communicate in a, in a healthy way or just be honest or be genuine. And it just never seems like it gets any easier sometimes mm. as you get older. Yeah, it's always more hurtful when they're the person that you that you that you initially trusted. Yeah, I feel I feel you on that one, man. Mm. I could just interject that too. Just something to keep in mind. Here's a little nugget you can store, carry with you a little bit. You know, a lot of times when people are disingenuous like that or hurtful, like you said, kind of deceitful in that regard, it really has very little if nothing to do with you and really has to do everything to do with them meaning they're really insecure maybe they're jealous of something that you have that they don't they 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 think you possess that they don't which is clearly insane because we can all possess the same thing if you work for it but uh the, the point i'm trying to make though is you know those betrayals those you know deceitfulness it's it's usually comes from serious serious and that feelings of inadequacy from that person. Right. So it's, it's, it's easier said than done. It still stings. It still hurts, but it's just something to think about. Right. Like if somebody acts terrible towards you, I'll guarantee you, I'll put money on it. You're not the problem. It's, it's them. If you really get down to the core of it, if you peel back the layers, it's they're hurting, they're, they're feeling insecure. They're, you know, there's, there's a plethora of reasons, but Mm -hmm. just something to think about. Yeah. All right. Next one, Michael. This is this is a good one. I, I like this one too because I remember growing up and thinking of the same thing. So I'm curious to hear what you're going to say. So, you know, the three of us think mentoring, especially young men like yourself, is very important. It's it's part of our our role in life is to mentor young people, especially young men, on how to be good men. Mm-hmm. So the question that we have for you 
is out of all the men in your world, real or characters in a show, which one would you want to be the most and why? Oh, definitely you two. As mentors. Like the, like the band? You two? No, no, both of you. <laughs> I don't know. You're a musical family, man. I got I got to ask. Oh, I, I love the band, you two. I just wish that they were always around me. I wish that they were my mentors. <laughs> I have no idea about their personality. I just, I love them so much. They're just great. It's it's pretty thick right now. <laughs> the sarcasm's pouring out of him. He's definitely a McFadden. Oh. Yeah, I think it'd be it'd be you two, Mister, you Mister Mike and Tira. Why is that? Because, like, obviously, my dad trusts you guys. My dad, you guys have the same mindset as as my dad does. Like, you know, like the the lessons to being a good man and stuff like that. And I think you guys have like a great mindset when it comes to mentoring and how to do it correctly. And yeah, I think that, yeah, this, this podcast has like demonstrated that I reckon both of you guys. Well, I appreciate the kind words, but just to add to what Mike said, I don't think it's important. I think it's necessary. I think it's extremely necessary mm-hmm. for, you know, the generation ahead to mentor the generation behind. And same thing with you, when you get a little bit older, even now, if there's younger kids behind you that might maybe a 10 year old or a nine year old, um, if, if there's some wisdom that you've learned in that four year gap, man, by all means, pass it down. Cause you're only mm-hmm. in the long run, you're helping, you know, when you help others, really you're helping yourself. And so it's, if nothing else, do it for selfish reason. <laughs> you know, maybe your kids will be off better, uh, better off. But yeah, it's necessary. It's not just important. Mm-hmm. Michael, the way you talk about just Raph and I, and you look up to us for those reasons. Do you also know that Raph and I struggle with a lot of things as well? Is that is that clear to you? Or do you think yeah, that we kind of have everything together? No, of course dad will have struggles my mom has struggles everyone's gonna have struggles you can't like take that that struggle and paste it onto someone and say that that's what they're like like you need to like look at them you can't say that the struggles is what like defines them or like is that's what demonstrates like what they're like it's it's how they like react to that and like knowing someone for a long time you'll you'll know what they're like but going through like different things and struggles it's a lot like you can't tell what someone's like during those times but you you also can it can help you learn what they're like going through things but yeah, everyone's going to go through struggles and you can't just uh, take that and put it and put it and like paste it on their name. And that's what they're like. That's these struggles as like what demonstrates them. It's not what that's like at all, because everyone's going to go through struggles and you can't paste it onto someone's name. And yeah, 
Wow. Very good answer. Jesus, dude. Art. Yeah, seriously. I, we might as well just end the show now. Holy hell. <laughs> We're not dude, ending the show Mellon? until he officially signs the contract and Mellon's out. So can we just, yeah, can we just hold him and just send Mellon packing? I mean, do we have, I mean, Mellon, let's be honest, he's hit his expiration date. Like he's, I mean, he's, he's weathered. He's a bit weathered. <laughs> we should just, let, we should just put him out to pasture. <laughs> let him live out his golden years <laughs> oh man oh, this is healthy michael this is healthy stuff i'm telling you healthy. all right next question how will you know the difference between being wrong or knowing you're right and standing up for that right mm. um how will i know how will you know what what guides you what what can you refer to or think of that will help guide you to decide the right and the wrong um maybe like people that i that i trust like i'll i'll hear what they think about the situation and and also like trusting gut feeling, like a lot of trusting gut feeling being like, oh, someone will like disagree with me being trusting your gut feeling to know actually I am right and standing up for yourself then. But then if you're ever, if you're unsure and you don't have that gut feeling, then you, then you, I'd probably talk to like people that I trust you, dad, um, TRF, yeah. So let me give you a little scenario. You have all of your friends on the compounds and you guys are hanging out and something happens and they're all in agreement that they have the right answer, but you've seen it different and you're the only one that speaks up and sees it differently. And you think you're right. Are you comfortable with telling them that you're right and being confident with your best friends yeah because then if if i'm not like if i'm if i'm not confident around like just my mates then 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 it, like is it then am i just gonna follow the crowd and you know just agree with everyone else like if i think i'm right and i have a, a gut feeling that i'm right like I'll, obviously i'll hear them out and see why they think differently and it might change my mind, but it's always, you just need to follow your gut feeling. That's a very hard thing to do. And mm -hmm. again, it's one of those things when you get older, it doesn't really get easier. Um, mm -hmm. A couple of the reasons why, especially as men, when you get older, I think sometimes a lot of people think that you should always know the answer and that you should be right. And then everything that you do or decision, a lot of men always think that, well, I know the answer and I'm right and are very stubborn when it comes mm -hmm. to that. And it gets harder to talk to other people and listen to other people. Um, it's not like when you're your age and you're just outside having fun playing by the pool, but in a lot of strenuous situations with work or, you know, some type of personal issues with other people's family or, you know, some hard things life gives mm -hmm. to us. 
and you have those disagreements and sometimes you rather argue and shut the other person off than being able to Mm-hmm. They balanced and listen like you're talking about. You want to hear the other person out on why they're being that way and why they yeah, think always stay balanced and listen to what they're talking about. Right. So that's something that at a young age I wish, you know, I could have been better at. I was always uh mm-hmm. the tall skinny kid and I was actually uh very uh quiet. I was kind of an introvert because I, I had a lot of self-confidence issues because I was so skinny and I didn't really have a lot. I mean, you know, I, we, my family, we didn't have tons of money and, you know, I, I felt very awkward being around certain people and I couldn't speak my truth and what I thought was right or how I felt because I thought I would just get, you know, beat up on or teased or made fun of and stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, I wish I could have been better at that. So to hear you say that, that's 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 very important, Michael. Like that's going to be a huge lesson as you go forward in life. Yeah. So, Raph, you got anything on that? No, I think he he nailed it. Um, I just would, Michael. I'll just tell you to heed. Um, you know, it like like Uncle Mike just said, it, it's going to be really. It's going to it's a challenge for everybody. So just know. As you, as you get older every day, you know, you're going to come across these, these pivotal moments in your life. I, man, if you could get inside my head, there is just dumb trucks full of um, regret where I, sh- where I was, I'll just call it what it was. I was being a coward. I was a younger man and I didn't want to get singled out and I was influenced by my tribe. Right. So I didn't want, I wanted to be part of the cool kid club and I wanted to be accepted by my friends. And so there was times where I know that I should have stood up for another individual or maybe not made fun of people or not, you know, just not gone with the crowd. And man, I'm telling you, like looking back, there was moments specifically that still haunt me where I was like, I should have said something and I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I didn't out of fear of being singled out. I didn't out of fear of like, just, it was cowardly. And it's it's a difficult thing to do, but if I could stop you from feeling those moments of regret, man, I'm telling you, just just understand the the strength and the pull, the influence by your tribe, whether it's your group of mates, your family, um, you know, whatever, whatever that tribe is, um, it's real, right? And that fear of being singled out, that's real. So the quicker you understand that, and you can contemplate that and kind of put that in a pragmatic way where pragmatic way where you could kind of conceptualize it and deal with it the better off you're going to be for society does does that kind of make sense i hope i didn't go off the tangent there you know just to add to that michael i know me raf and your dad have all experienced this because we've been you know a lot of time in the military where this kind of happens and hard hard stuff happens where hard decisions happen And sometimes it takes a a truly strong man to be able to stand up and talk about the hard. And when you do that, it may be uncomfortable, but I guarantee you there's somebody else around you. That's so glad that you did. And Mm -hmm. whether you want to or not, you're going to become a leader in that person's eyes. And they're going to look to you to what right looks like because you had the strength to be able to stand up and say that whether it's on the rugby field 
or in school or at home or when you're older and you go on to your career, always remember that there's other people watching. And when you stand up and show your character and your traits to other people, they recognize them, whether they say something or not, because we all have eyes. We can all see, we can all hear things. We feel things. And if you can demonstrate that, you'll be way ahead of your peers. Uh, not that you're better. It's just that you're going to become more of a leader and people are going to look to you. That makes sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. And if I could just, one, before we beat this dead horse, because this could be an entire 10 topics or 10 episodes on one topic. This is why... It's really important, Michael, that you choose your friends wisely because friends that want to build you, make you better and, you know, raise you to, to massive challenges. Those are the people you want to be around, right? If you keep continually being around friends that maybe they're fun on the surface, but like they're making you do, making you make bad decisions or, you know, whatever they're, it just, it makes it harder going through life by yourself. But if you've got a solid group of mates that all you know, you all have the same foundation, you all have the same principles, you all kind of believe in a God and you have the right moral compass. Dude, it's so much easier to fight and uh, to get real with, I don't want to get too dramatic, but it's easier to fight evil when you have a s solid group of mates, right? Like everyone's got their armor, everyone's ready to go versus you're just, it's just you. You're like, Ugh, this isn't looking good. But when you've got three or four other mates, they're like right there next to you, dude, you feel like you can conquer the world. I mean, like literally you feel like you can conquer the world. Mm -hmm. You'll see you, you, there'll be moments in your life where you're like, Holy hell, I'm glad I've got these dudes standing next to me. All right. Uh, move on to next question. What is one thing, Michael, that you wished your parents did not do? And what is one thing you wish they did more of? That, uh, one thing that they did and they didn't. Yeah. What's one thing you wish they did not do? Mm. I don't know. We're going to protect you regardless of your answer. Like, just, just know this. Uh, <laughs> like, like a habit that they have or anything, anything you wish when you look at your dad and go, I wish my dad did not do that. Or same with your mom can be uh, anything. Like it could be those shorts he loves to wear. Like I wish he didn't wear those shorts. Yeah. He didn't just prance around in those shorts. I wish he wasn't allergic to sunlight, you know? <laughs> I, wish <laughs> I wish he would stop glowing when he goes outside. Stuff like that. <laughs> uh, something that... But, well, just how about... Scott? Think of like the things that your parents do that... Like when you when they do the thing you clearly feel love towards them. Like, what is it that they do? You're like, I love that my parents do this. When, when they do this thing, I, I'm absolutely just in love with my parents. And then the contrast of that is like, you know, what do they do? You're like, ah, I just kind of wish they, they backed off on that. Or I wish they weren't so, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. There's no wrong answer, by the way. There's yeah, literally yeah. no wrong answer. Uh, it's like, like a little thing. They both... Like I'll be, um, what's it? Like well, when I'll like speak and sometimes they'll be like on their phone and then I'll say something and then 
they'll they'll they like won't respond and then I'll say it again and then they'll be like sorry what'd you say and then I'll say it again and they're like oh okay and then they'll they'll listen but that's like a like a minor thing like a is it a minor thing for you no not really because I just have to say like the same sentence like twice two times more which is fine how does that make you feel like you're the center of attention or does that make you feel like you're kind of like not important in that particular moment no it depends on the situation like if dad's um what's it doing work on lap on his laptop then i like get why he'll not say anything or or get why he won't <laughs> won't hear it the first time or and then with mom as well like i get i get why some situations but it's not like a like a big deal to me it's just like a minor thing because it happens like every once in a while okay communication and technology right spacing out your time quality time being present in the moment you know a great practice that's very hard to do is when you sit down for a conversation or in a living room and you're supposed to be talking with other people like raf said when you're in front of somebody there's a different energy you you mm-hmm. communicate with your whole body your eyes everything mm-hmm. put your phone away so amen to that a thousand amens to that take it for eric michael i'm going to challenge you right now all right for one day one day mm-hmm. Whenever you want to have a conversation with somebody, take your phone and put it away. Put it in your pocket. Don't touch it. Mm-hmm. And I want you to really focus on how easy it is for you to do it or hard. And I also want you to hold everybody in your house accountable for just one day. Mm-hmm. If you have a conversation, hey, put your phone down for a minute, look at me look, and talk. And then mm-hmm. see if it changes you. See if See if you feel differently. Okay. Okay. Just one day. Yeah. And then we can circle back and talk about it. Okay. <laughs> In the the fourteenth, one hundred fourteenth episode, fourteen years old. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it then. Exactly. Do part two. All right. Um. Let me see here. All right. We'll go back to the original question. Okay. So, what type of role do you want to be when you're older? Uh what kind of like what kind of job do you want to do it doesn't have to be work in particular but it can you can call it a job right or responsibility okay uh like different to the father figure yeah 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 um a role that i want like maybe i want to have a role where i can influence other people to to do the right thing whether that's like having a voice to lots and lots of people like like a podcast or whether that's just like just to a group of friends or just at work being able to like influence people to do the right thing or what like whatever that may be being able to have a voice in my community or to all the other communities, like a podcast, um, like being able to to speak and have a voice. So, that- Michael, okay. 
what what do you see yourself doing professionally? Probably something in law. Like I want something in law. Like, go ahead. But that's like something unrelated to work, like a podcast, like about morals and like life lessons, stuff like that. So you said something along with a, like law, like being a lawyer or something? Yeah. Okay, so here's, a, here's an adult lesson right here. That's called a contradiction when you have a lawyer and talking about doing the right thing. <laughs> as, as a joke, Michael, but kind of. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> no, that, that, that's good. You want to stand for something. You want to stand for lines and justice. Right? Yeah. Doing the right thing, right? Yeah. Right. That's that's respectable. Um, going along with your podcast, and you said you wanted to have a voice and talk to people about doing the right thing and being a position. Do you think you have to have a million dollars, have be the CEO of a company, or be the captain of a sports team to be able to do that? No, of course not. Like just being being um like to have those things you don't need to be like those none of those things relate or correlate to having you know having good morals or being a good person it can always be the like just being the person that i don't know there's nothing that's i mean some things but no, nothing that um that like and not anything physical doesn't can't relate to what you're actually like like based on a job that I have it doesn't mean that I'm this way or based on a like what I want to do in life doesn't mean I'm that way just because I'm because I'm this age or I'm this height doesn't mean I'm any of these things it, it means that like you, you you're your own person like like those, the things that the jobs that you have, they don't make you like you're, you have a, a personality and you have your morals and that's completely different and unrelated to what, like what you want to do or yeah. So you know, anything, anyone that, that has those things doesn't make them a better person than anyone else. So do you know what those two things are called, Michael? They start with H's. H's humble and they have humility humility yeah humbleness and humility Mm -hmm. those are two things you never forget no matter where you go what you do what you achieve in life what title you receive that you earn always remember to stay humble always remember to have humility Mm -hmm. because it all could get taken away from you very quick all right all right, last final question, the king of them all, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Michael, what do you suppose life is all about? Why are we here? What's our purpose? And are you doing something right now to fulfill that purpose? Um, I reckon, like, having connections. Like, we won't be here forever having being happy like being uh, like i'm around people that 
I think I'm going to be connected with and be in touch with and I'll know for the rest of my life, for the rest of my life. I think that making connections with people that you trust will, will, that you, you trust will, will stay and will stay in touch with you and people that will, that like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like being, I want to become friends with people that I know will um, make the effort to, to stay in touch and people that will make the effort to um, like, I don't know, just friends that are, I want to make connections that I will last my whole life. Like I want to, I want to be with, be with people, with people, be with around people. And I want to trust and think that I'll, I'll know them first in my life. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Beautiful answer, Michael. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Life is about connections and relationships and the things that you can't see, how, how you feel around your friends, how they make mm-hmm. you feel. Um, you, you get to share the most intimate things, the hard things, all of it. And then they're always there no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel well, that's, you. I think you nailed it. I think that's what you're going to learn in life is that that is the real currency of life, right? Like money, it's money buys you things, money, you know, maybe buys you a vacation, a house, you know, provides things, but the real currency is those deep rooted relationships you're talking about. Like yeah. those are the things when, when, you, when we move on, there's going to be a legacy that we, that we hope, or we have worked most of our lives to try to establish. And that's what you're, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about those deep rooted relationships. That's the currency of life. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Well, I think it's about that time, Michael. Um, wow, man. I, I just want to tell you, I'm, I, I know Raph is too. We're, we're extremely impressed. Mm. Um, I've known you two years, a little over that, since you were a young mate. And mm. Raph's known you a bit longer since you were in little smaller mate. <laughs> but I just want to tell you, uh, before I hand it off to Raph, that uh, I'm very impressed and proud of the young man that you're becoming. Um, mm-hmm. When you came to visit here, uh, there's something about you, Michael, that the way you carry yourself, the way you respect your parents, and most of all, what I could tell about your character is the way you are with your sister and helping her out with her her life and helping her enjoy it. And you're always there. Um, I like your little nickname of being the, the right-hand man to your sister because anywhere you guys go, you always got one arm on your sister and taking yeah. care of her and that speaks volumes for for a young man your age so uh i'm very proud of you thank you raf yeah yeah no i'm i'm everything mike just said um i'm just honored that you that you were willing to come on and answer openly because you know these are you know it's not easy it's not easy to put out some real answers to some tough questions and i think you you did pretty fabulously. So seriously, mm. it's, it's been an honor to have you. And I'm still shocked you're Mel and son, like deeply shocked. <laughs> it's going to come up at my therapy session. 
I don't understand it. <laughs> he's My not wearing a white beater yet. So yeah. he, he's... it's not it's not because of that. It's because of anything but that. It's all <laughs> like any 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 um anything good about me it's not from my dad i can tell you that it's from any any Ch- anyone Ch- else but dad wow it's from cheza it's from your beautiful mother hi cheza <laughs> shut up mike <laughs> look more like my mom than my dad yeah oh well at least your mom has a heart all right so anyways we're gonna we're gonna finish up there and this has just been a wonderful conversation and this was an excellent idea uh to have it on and i think for the listeners out there if you haven't had a conversation with your kids or somebody's kids you might be nieces or nephews or grandchildren or something uh realize the power that these conversations have to mentor the next generation as raf said it's necessary uh, especially as men, uh, we need to be honest, be humble and demonstrate humility and admit our wrongs and mistakes and teach, teach the next generation, uh, how to be better than us. Uh, it's always good when you can handle things and be really well at it. I always say this, but it's even greater when you can bring someone up to your level or better. Uh, and that's what we all should strive for. So sit down, take some time uh, over the next few days of the weekend and sit with your kids or somebody that you know, and maybe ask them some of these these same questions and really get to know them. Put the phone down, close the laptop, turn the radio off and uh, connect, as Michael said. So uh, that'll do it for this week, Pushing Back Chaos. And uh, we'll see you next week.